Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. You hear the music, you feel the vibes, you already know exactly what time it is. It's a Big Teddy takeover here on the second floor <laughs> of the Palm Beach Kennel Club. The joyous laugh you hear is that of J-Mart. How are you this uh, this lovely morning? I I'm doing great, man. I love taking part in a Big Teddy takeover whenever I can. Well, the actual name of the show is the PBKC Sports Card Show. Our live broadcast here uh, from 10 to 11 as we see some buying, selling, trading of sports cards and memorabilia at the second floor of the Palm Beach Kennel Club uh, from 10 o'clock until 3 o'clock. It's free parking. It's free admission. There's a full bar. And most importantly, J-Mart, on this championship Sunday in the NFL, all of the Super Sports TVs are going to have the big games on tonight. Uh, 3 o'clock kickoff, the Chiefs at the Buffalo uh, – ooh, excuse me. Ooh, Freudian there. The Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens, um, the AFC Championship game. That one kicks off at 3. And then, of course, you have the Lions and the uh, 49ers at 6.30. All of that action can be caught here at the PBKC on the second floor, but – if you want to get a head start on things, pull up now, take some part in the buying, selling, and trading as we have this uh, quarterly PBKC sports card show. And, and just to be clear, you said on the, on the second floor you, they'll have all the games, and they will, but yeah. I used to, like one of my great joys back when I was a single man, I would come to the kennel club oh. and I would sit down at a poker table all day on a day like this, mm. get myself situated close to some TV. How early are you coming here on so, a Sunday? Oh, I would have. I, I mean, I'd probably be here at, at noon or one, probably. Okay. But for the long haul, playing yeah. poker, and and I, so I would situate myself close to to TVs where I can watch the games, and I sit there and play poker all day, man. Mm. It was just blissful. They, well, the one question I have about that is, when you're playing poker all day, there's wins, there's losses, there's ups, there's downs. Are you are you walking out of here heavier pockets, or are you coming out slim? Oh, most of the time you lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like uh, it's just like sports gambling. I got it. Yep. Um, man, second floor to PBKC. Come pull up on us. We're having some fun. We're going to be talking uh, the conference championship games. And I think the most, um, you know, especially in the ambiance of it all, I mean, literally moments before this show, you guys can't see us. You can hear us. Moments before this show, I didn't know if J-Mart was going to even be available because he had some deals coming down the line for some of his cards up there on the table. What, what are they after right now, I heard Messi. I heard a couple other guys. Yeah, I've got a couple of uh, Messi MLS cards. Yeah. Um, you know, not not big cards. I don't even really know what they go for, to be honest with you. No, and don't also, say that so loud. They can hear you, J-Mark. I know. Uh, and then also a <laughs> Kylian Mbappe PSA 10 Ooh. World Cup card. Well, it's not a, it's not that big a card, yeah. to be honest with you. Like, I mean, these are big names still. See, yeah, 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 yeah. I, sure. I still am star – even though we've been doing this show for over a year now, I'm still grasping the con the concept of, I guess, there's some – there's tiers of cards based on yes. what they are and how many of them are there out there, and as well as it matters how good the athlete is, how well they're playing right now, which rolls us into – this championship Sunday in the NFL yeah, because we, we like to have this conversation all the time in the offseason. Who's going to be the biggest movers? Whose stock is going up this year? Whose stock is going down? Who do you want to buy right now? And this offseason, there were some interesting names. There were the Tua cards that had a lot of volatility. Do you believe he'll play all 18 games? Do you believe he'll be a, a guy that can be a franchise quarterback for the Dolphins? Or are they going to be looking to move off of him? I think now that we've seen him, and again, he played all 17 games and the playoff game, I don't know. I think his stock might have went down even from this past offseason, wouldn't you say? Well, 
I, I think if you're looking at it objectively, his stock should not have gone down. Yeah. But I do think that some people feel that way. I think that's insane. Yeah. I, I, I think he had an amazing season. And if you're disappointed, like, what – who are you going to get? Right. Do you think you're going to trade Tua for, for Mahomes? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, he had a great season. I, I understand they didn't go as far as they wanted to. But to be fair to Tua, that was a crazy scenario, bro. Like, yeah. the fourth, ga- fourth coldest game ever in the history of the league. And, and you know, he's based in Miami. Like, that's a – I don't know, man. But I, I'm not going to totally give them a pass. I'm not saying he did everything right or whatever. But if you look at it from like 10,000 feet above, whatever, I think it's crazy to be upset with Tua right now. And you're right that maybe you're not upset with Tua in a holistic sense. He had a great regular season, but I think the greater overarching point is it matters not what you did for me in those 17 games. It matters most what you can do for me in these last three or four, talking about the wild card divisional, now conference championship game, and then in a couple weeks in the Super Bowl. This is where the biggest movement happens. We can talk all that, you know, hoopla in the offseason about who you should get now and how much it – no, no. None of that's going to matter because at the end of the day, if you can't win these games in January and in February, that's really when you see a lot of movement. So with that said, with that context here, as we sit here and there are some deals being struck up here on the second floor of the PBKC uh, for many a carts, and I'm sure some of these names playing on this championship Sunday are going to be getting moved, I think specifically, not in this first game, I wouldn't touch Chiefs-Ravens, there's no telling what's really going to happen in that one. What I believe, the guy that I believe that's going to have the biggest movement after this championship Sunday is wrapped up is quarterback Detroit Lions, Jared Goff. I don't understand why there hasn't been a lot of conversation around this already. I even flirted it on LaVica Theo and Stone, which you can hear 106.3 from 12 to 2 on weekdays. I think Jared Goff has the opportunity of the lifetime to start being talked about in that upper echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL. Jared Goff's – I don't know what his cards are going for right now. Are you familiar at all? Have you seen any people selling, buying, trading Jared Goff cards? He's not a – he's not – his stock's not super high. Yeah, it's not really it on the radar. Yeah, exactly. You can get him pretty cheap. The, the biggest movers in the NFL are always going to be quarterbacks because they – you know, when teams win – they get the most credit. When sure. teams lose, they get the most uh, amount of blame. You look at the four quarterbacks in championship weekend, Patrick Mahomes, I don't think it matters what happens this Sunday. His stock, his card numbers, whatever, it, it, it's probably going to stay even kill, right? We can agree on that. I, I would assume so, yeah. Lamar Jackson has a really great chance to improve his stock a lot, and his sure. might dip a little bit in the uh, card trading sense, but I think that there's still less volatility with him. The guy's about to get his second MVP. He's obviously the franchise quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens and the future of their franchise. No matter what happens tonight against the Chiefs, John Harbaugh and the Ravens are going to be rolling with Lamar Jackson. I think the same goes for Brock Purdy and the 49ers through the time that it comes for him to have a contract extension talk. The Niners feel pretty settled with having Purdy at the quarterback, running Shanahan's system. Whether he wins or loses, there's not going to be a lot hung on the result of that game. But for Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, I already know they believe in their guy. 
He's a former number one overall pick. He's a guy that's already played in the Super Bowl, and his numbers over the past few seasons, especially this one with the Lions, has looked astronomical. I think Jared Goff, if he's able to get over this 49ers team that now looks vulnerable, and he can be saying, I'm playing in my second Super Bowl. My numbers are up there and can be compared evenly with some of the Mahomeses and even the Lamar Jacksons of the world statistically this year. And you look around him with that Lions team, you have all those young, exciting weapons. Sam Laporta, best rookie tight end season and who knows when. You got Jameer Gibbs, looks like one of the best running backs in the game. Again, a rookie. Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds. Uh, uh, you mentioned him earlier, Jamison Will uh, Williams, before we got on the air about a guy yep. that might pop this Sunday. Jared Goff is already locked in in his franchise. He has a great opportunity here to make his second Super Bowl in, in four or five years. And on top of that, it doesn't look like that team is getting any worse anytime soon. I would say today, buy you up some Jared Goff stock because, I mean, it could get a little lower, but it feels pretty even kill right now. And if he wins this Sunday and moves on to a second Super Bowl, that thing can start skyrocketing come this offseason. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that in terms of Goff, there's no – you're not going to go down. No. There's no way for – like, he's, his value is not going to go lower than it is, and that's not – that's not an insult. Like, like Jerry Goff is, you know, he, he's solid, obviously. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll be very transparent tell you, he was my first, when we talked about this question, that was the first guy that came to my mind. Well, great minds think a lot. But I kept thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Greater <laughs> minds, I guess, continue. Yeah, they think more. Yeah. Seacat here, the audible assassin, chiming in here with his Raven shirt on. Yeah, they keep going. Thank you. And, and this is not fair to Jerry Goff, necessarily, but – in my head, for some reason, I mean, for a lot of reasons, he's sort of inextricably tied with Matthew Stafford. Mm. And this is where I'm going. The reason that I say that that's relevant is because I started to think about Matthew Stafford, right? He left Detroit. He goes to the Rams, wins a Super Bowl. Immediately. And what happened to his stock? Oh, man. It, it went through the roof. For it one went, year. Pew. Yeah. For. Not even a year. Yeah, maybe a couple of If you're of talking about card values, okay. like I'm thinking about, like a couple of days after the Super Bowl, you got a little boost. Yeah. And there was probably a little boost forever, mm -hmm. but it it's not – Matthew Stafford is, is as attainable as Jared Goff is oh. in terms of value okay. like, with cards. So let's look to the other game because I think – you talked about how Lamar Jackson, his stock is not going to change that much, mm -hmm. right? That he's going to, he's still going to be the guy in Baltimore no matter what happens tonight, and I think that's a hundred percent true, obviously. But for some reason, Lamar Jackson has never gotten the respect that he deserves mm. when he's winning a Heisman. He's not good enough. He needs to play a different position. He comes to the league. He wins an MVP. <laughs> Immediately. And it's, it's always he's not good enough. For some reason, he can't do this, right? Even though he's shown us over and over and over again that he can. I think today he's going to show us again. And I think that there are some people that are never going to believe that Lamar Jackson is as great as he is. But the, but the way that you get more people is by winning in the playoffs mm. against the Kansas City Chiefs specifically. That's a great 
Great point. Now, the one pushback I would have is, does it hurt Lamar Jackson at all that the Ravens come into this one at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites, expected to win? A lot of the uh, the big pontificators on, on what happens, what moves, what shakes in the NFL have the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. Does it hurt him at all that the expectation is for the Ravens to win? Or are you saying overcoming the dynasty that is Patrick Mahomes and those Kansas City Chiefs is enough to make his card skyrocket if they get over the hump this afternoon? I, I think it – I think it becomes more real to people how great he is yeah. if they win this afternoon. I don't think the spread has much to do with it, to okay. be very honest with you. I mean, because that's really – you get three points for home field advantage, right? So that's a half a point. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at that, those two teams over the last month or so – been getting rolled. <laughs> the Ravens have won their past four games by 14 or more points. Lamar Jackson's been on a tear coming off that win in the divisional round over the Texans. I, it's hard for me to argue against that. I think the one thing that I have um, that's, that varies is I ha- already have a level of respect 100%. And, and a level of like, okay, he's already that guy, but I might be misjudging the market, which you're right. That's what matters most. It doesn't matter what we think. It's what the market thinks, and there is a lot of doubt around Lamar Jackson, no matter what, he continues to prove us uh, time and time again. Uh, I think we do. I would be remiss if I didn't go to uh, someone who I might feel like is a subject matter expert on this, Um, a Baltimore Ravens fan, longtime Baltimore Ravens fan in the Audible Assassin Seacat, who sits with us up here on the second floor of the PBKC. Again, this broadcast going until 11. We're going to be having a lot of fun bringing some voices in. Uh, But Seacat... Do you agree with J-Mart? I I say that I think Jared Goff has the biggest chance to make his stock move the highest this weekend. J-Mart's saying if Lamar Jackson gets over the Chiefs this afternoon at home, even though he's a favorite, his stock will raise the highest in the card market right now. As a Ravens fan, you've witnessed the whole thing from draft day until now. How do you feel about it? Yeah, for sure. A question I have for J-Mart is, is sports card trading the only possible way to put to numbers the power rankings you listen to on ESPN Radio, the power rankings you see on first take where there's a definitive top four quarterbacks in the NFL right now. They're XYZ. They are Mahomes, they're Jackson, they're Allen, they're Burrow. Is that the only way you see to kind of put to numbers actual value in players apart from the contracts they're given? In my head, that's how I equate it. Yeah. I'm talking, like when I answer this these questions, expertise here, I'm yeah. 100% thinking about card values. Right. And, and people have always slept on Lamar Jackson. Like, his values have never been, like, astronomical. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's well higher than a guy like Jerry Goff. Don't get me wrong. Like, but, but he's, he's not close to where he should be, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I would say Lamar Jackson's a made man in Baltimore, but he's not a made man to the nation. Yeah. I don't think the public, the general people, the people that turn their TVs on just to watch NFL playoff games that wouldn't watch these games if they weren't in the tournament, that's who you're winning over right now. And I think oftentimes that's who matters when it comes to legacy, Mm. when it comes to endorsement deals. It comes to this weekend and two weekends from now. That's really what it is. So I think it is Lamar Jackson. And you kind of said you think Brock Purdy might be a a kind of – committed to by the Niners or might be a made man there in San Francisco, I think that's wrong, man. I think they have not committed to him at all because they haven't had to, and why would they give him a contract quite yet? I think they easily can jump off of Brock Purdy if he lays an egg today mm. in the NFC Championship game because they got all those pieces there, maybe get another rookie quarterback, a lot of quarterbacks in this year's draft that they can plug and play and try somebody different that could be 
a game changer, mm. really a playmaker with all of those same tools with the 49ers. But I think your head-on with Lamar Jackson can go from insane potential, insane flash, insane value to a real titan in this today's NFL. I, I like what you say there, and even with the Brock Purdy conversation, you're right. Once the once the pen has to come to paper and they got to pay that guy, mm. I think the tone changes a lot. Well, but as long as he's under that contract, I think they're fine. I actually meant to mention Purdy as it relates to card prices because the reason I couldn't pick him is even if he slaughters the Lions, even if he wins the Super Bowl, his values have – I have always been like his values been are comparable with Lamar Jackson. Whoa, yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So his Whoa. hype. So because the car market is, is hype driven. That is crazy. It, but that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah, why I'm yeah. saying like <laughs> Lamar because honestly Brock is right there in terms of values I, with Lamar. I got I, I got to give me some sports cars and start trading. It sounds like it's a lot of dopes <laughs> in the car market if we got Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson cars going for the same price. Uh, we do got to go to break here. I do want to tell you guys though because what the guys are playing for today is a chance to play in the big game and uh, I don't know if you've made plans on where you're going to be watching the big game or not yet, but here at the PBKC, February 11th, 5:30, that kicks off off the big game party at the Paddock Restaurant. It, it has all of the action you're going to want. There's going to be TVs at every viewing point for you, but most importantly, there's going to be a Super Bowl buffet with one beer, $30 per person. A Super Bowl buff buffet, one beer, $30 per person. Again, the big game party at the Paddock Restaurant. Make your plans for two Sundays from now. No matter what happens today, we know two teams are advancing, and there's going to be a big game party here at the PBKC. You can call 561-683-2222 to reserve your spot or hop on pbkennelclub.com. When we come back, Noah Carbone is wearing a number one Eagles jersey, and he has some stuff he wants to get off his chest. I'm not sure what it is yet, but we'll find out. <laughs> We're on the second floor and live on ESPN 106.3. Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. The Big Teddy Takeover continues, and we add a member to the family. Theo Dorsey here, ESPN West Palm Play. We got Jay Mart, the uh, buy, sell, trade extraordinaire when it comes to uh, sports cards and memorabilia. You scuff at that. You scuff. <laughs> why? 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 Yeah, you are. He's yeah. selling right. while he's sitting here. He's selling. Yeah. He's selling mid-show. He's selling pre-show. He's going to be selling <laughs> post-show, but he wants to act like he's not the – Ah, I hope so. Yeah, he's the guy. And then we got Noah Carbone. Um, you you you're rocking your your Eagles jersey, your Eagles number one jersey, your Jalen Hurts jersey. It's like you, my my allegiance doesn't waver. <laughs> yes. like you've been a, a, a year long Kansas City Chiefs year fan. Plus, year plus. This is now year. This is I'm finishing up year two of my Chiefs fandom officially. I've always been a fan. So we were just talking about how rough this year was, all the struggle as a Kansas City Chiefs fan Thank has you. been for you, and, and honestly, I feel for you. It has been tough, and you know it's been tough because I was I was. Spoiled by year one. I was spoiled by year one. Year one was a very smooth ride all the way through. All the confidence was always mm. there. I mean, this year we got Kadarius Tony punting games away. Marquez Valdez Scantlin dropping balls that could have been touchdowns, game winners against your own very team. Like right. it was a struggle. But you know what? We're here. You're here. You, you, you and the Lions fans really, really been suffering for the past. We're locked in. Right, ready to go. Me and the Lions fans feel a similar plight. Similar. There's no no analogies are, are apples to apples. Right. No analogies are ever going to be one to one, but I do think there are some similarities between myself, a Chiefs fan for two years, and Lions fans. Even it's been, right. it's been the past three decades, we've yeah. both suffered. So I have a buddy that's suffered. almost forty years old. Yeah. 
and he's he's a lifelong Lions fan. Yeah. He's seen more playoff victories this year than the rest of his life combined. Yes. You and him, same boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> same boat. Different parts of the boat. Right. All right. He's he's right. He's, he's probably you yeah. know the, the Chiefs are the captain the of suite. the boat. Yeah. <laughs> the Chiefs are the captain, and and the Detroit Lions they're rowing the boat. Uh, I got like a two bedroom suite with the with the big windows, and I can I can step out to the balcony, and, and yeah, but he's also on the boat. He's working with the crew. <laughs> and you know what? The boat goes down. We're all going to be hurt. But you know what? We're on the same boat, and that's all that matters. No, I'm not going to have you rain on my parade all right, pre-championship weekend. It's, right, because you suffered enough. I've suffered enough this year. I have suffered enough that's this true. year. I mean, all the cutaways to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey looking like a shell of himself and Kadarius Tony punting games away. I, I have suffered. I've suffered. That's not about me today. It's, okay. about, it's about championship Sunday in the NFL. It's about who you think – uh, will be the biggest riser come this Sunday. Uh, I have said that I think it's going to be Jared Goff. I think that the Lions, if they can find a way to get over the 49ers, if Jared Goff, who loves to attack the middle of the field, can do that against a guy like Fred Warner, a guy like Drake Greenlaw, and come out victorious, right, then the Detroit Lions go to the Super Bowl and Jared Goff's card value because I think it's going to take a really magnificent game from him, skyrockets, not just this weekend, but in this offseason. Jamar thinks it's going to be Lamar Jackson, which I can see, because if he can get over the death star that is the Kansas City Chiefs, the dynasty that is the Kansas City Chiefs, and even though they made me suffer this year, they still look prolific, they still look strong, that's going to be a big checkbox for uh, Lamar Jackson. Now, you watched your guy Jalen Hurts be the biggest mover maybe last year, and it turned into a $260 million contract and whatnot. We're not going to talk about what happened okay. since then, but who do you think can be the biggest riser this weekend? So it's funny how the, the card market, and John touched on this, it moves and it's fickle. It only remembers Super Bowls. It doesn't remember conference championships. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, you go there and you lose a conference championship like Jalen Hurts did, and you're, in the, you're basically in the same situation you were um, before you even made it to that game. You have to win it. You have to win the whole thing in order to get mm. to that next step. So whoever does that, obviously your guy, Patty, already has that <laughs> locked in. So he separated himself from the pack. He can't move much, right? Like Patrick Mahomes' cards, whatever they sell it, for today, it, it, it's not It's hard until you, start approaching, until you start approaching Tom Brady's records and yeah, right. how many championships. Then you could start moving things. But his are locked in. So then you talk about somebody like Jared Goff or um, Lamar Jackson, um, he has shown that he could get there, but he can't finish, so he hasn't taken that next step. So he's caught in a rut. And you, when you wonder why Brock Purdy is comparable to Lamar Jackson, it's because of one thing. He doesn't have a ring, mm. and, and that's what it comes that's down to. That's crazy to me. So you really <laughs> – rings are that big in the car. Because I feel like the discourse around sports Hype. debate – is so it's it's, it's about the hype drive, that comes with the ring market. Okay, right. That's the two hype. MVPs won't move the needle more than what Brock Purdy has done. Two MVPs. Well, because uh, again, Lamar is one of those guys that everybody has the has doubt. downplayed forever. There's the doubt at every stage, yeah. and now the I, doubt is that he can't win at all. I remember having a conversation with somebody upstairs uh, before the beginning of this year, um, or the end of last year, when Lamar struggled with some spots, and he was loaded up on Lamar Jackson. And he basically gave uh, gave up hope, and he was going wow. to unload because he, he thought it was just a bad spot. So uh, until he could take that step, you have to be able to close. Jalen Hurts, he catches a ton, and I'm a homer. I get it. But he catches a ton of heat for how he performs or whatever. We went to the championship game. We lost championship game. He had the best, you know, you call it the Super Bowl MVP. Um, but truly, he was the best player in that game, and we lost. And yep. it didn't help anything. Like, he, his card 
values are fully stagnant, if not slide. After this year, it slides again. So right. you get the championship, you get locked in. It almost prevents you from sliding back down, if you can imagine. So if you hit a certain spot, mm. you win a championship, you're locked in at least that. And you could you could go up a little bit. But until you win it, you're you're bouncing, you're up and down with just you're only as good as your last game. So what I'm learning from this, and I think we're all learning as a community that uh, it, <laughs> we thought it was toxic the, the the count the rings debate and and all of that when it comes to the talk shows and the debate shows and all of that. We thought that that and the Twitter conversation was more volatile when it comes to you know win or you're not a guy. It's even more so like that in the card market. Absolutely, it's like exponentially bigger. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not even close, and that's why. And sometimes, it doesn't always. Even a championship doesn't necessarily guarantee. Like I was telling you, Matt Stafford, his his numbers are not through the roof. Like yeah. you can, he's very attainable. It's marketability too. So yes. there, there's something to be said for Lamar Jackson's style of play and the things and the highlight. He creates highlight films, yeah. nonstop, and that's what he has an opportunity today. So if he does that, and then you do it again in the Super Bowl, forget it. It's locked in forever. Uh, you mentioned Goff and, and him stepping up being the next guy to break away from the pack. I don't know if there's any play he could really make. He can make all the throws and do all the things that he has to do, but he's not going to do that wow factor where it's like, I can't believe he was able to do that then uh, and, yeah. and, and, and separate himself from the pack. He, he's in the mix. That's where the Purdy's and the Goths and, and those guys are. You just... know, and I will say, too, in terms of marketability, one thing about Lamar – that I think has actually probably hurt his values and, and people's confidence in him over the years is that he is a, like, he's not a super outgoing guy. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. He's an introvert. Not in a lot of commercials. Exactly. No. He's not, he, you know, do he's not Mr. Flashy. So, so he's very marketable if you, if you look at his play. Right. And, but and he doesn't. He doesn't market himself outside of that. Yeah. One last thing you have to consider, and you guys know, and you're in marketing, and you understand, the market itself, Detroit, I don't know if that's the same. You're not getting the same marketability mm. as you are with if it was a, the New York Giants. If Brock Purdy was on the New York Giants or Goff was on the New York Giants, yeah. forget it. It's yeah. a totally different story. I, I mean, so we were stuck talking about Tommy part. DeVito for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Yep. We're talking about a guy that, that we Tommy knew wasn't Cutlets, a guy. Frankie yeah, Parmesan or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he, yeah. And he played against the <laughs> Eagles, and we were talking about it. I was like, this is ridiculous. But, the, but they wanted a story because it, it's a huge market, and they want to be fed a, a good story. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Detroit, not so much, not as big. So who's your guy then? Out of any, generally, we're going to talk quarterbacks. I don't want to limit this debate to quarterbacks, but who is the guy to you that moves the most in a positive direction following this Sunday? Or are you also just saying, hey, it doesn't even matter who moves this Sunday because it only matters what happens two weeks from now? That's my opinion exactly. So, so we have these games, and you could win this one. It doesn't really move the needle. Maybe move it for a couple weeks uh, until the game, but really everybody only cares about whether you could bring that trophy home. Yeah, uh, and, and stand up on a podium in front of millions of people and say, look, I brought the championship to, to town. That's going to be a big, big deal. So I want to shift it then because I do think that this uh, – <laughs> it almost feels like we're eating our dessert before we get to the dinner, right, today. Like we're getting Chiefs-Ravens. We're getting two quarterbacks who have a combined now four MVPs, if you count the one that Lamar Jackson is going to win this year. You have two coaches who have a combined – Three Super Bowl titles when you talk about John Harbaugh, who has one with the Ravens, and Andy Reid, who has two with the Chiefs. We have the top Taylor two Swift. defenses. We have Taylor Swift, right? Are yep. you a Swifty now? Uh, 
Yeah, sure. You are? Do I you, am. Like, I, on the way here, did you listen to <laughs> Like, she redubbed her last <laughs> Like, you, you have. I'm on board. You know what? Okay. You're you know on, board, on board, though. You are? Okay. I'm on board with Taylor Swift for one reason and one reason only. All year long, especially in the hype, in the midst of the hype of the Taylor Swift stuff, Travis Kelsey wasn't doing jack squat. He looked mm-hmm. like a shell of himself. He looked slower. He looked hurt. He looked hobbled. Nothing looked right. right. Last week, I saw Kelsey get into the end zone two times. That was enough to sway me. All year long, I didn't care what was happening with okay. Taylor Swift because they're showing her in the box and Travis Kelsey's doing nothing on the field. As long as Taylor Swift being okay. in the box translate to Travis Kelsey touchdowns as me, a Chiefs fan, a longtime Chiefs fan, that's what I support. So let's go Taylor Swift. Right. And as we all know, <laughs> behind every great man, there's a great woman. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Is that what uh, we're saying? 100%. Yeah. 1,000%. Yes, 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 yes. Also, shout out to your guy, Jason Kelsey, who might be in the box next to her. <laughs> he may be. Yeah. He might be right yeah. there. Or so, in the same box. In the exactly. same box. Yeah, yeah. Well, I meant in the box with her next yeah. to her. Yeah. But um, so, yeah. So so let's shift it then because I feel like we're getting our dessert before dinner here. We're getting the, the grand prize early in the 3 o'clock kickoff game, uh, CBS. We have the Chiefs. We have the Ravens. We have the most prolific offenses going against the top most stingiest defenses um, at 3 o'clock here. And I just want to know, I mean, that's the game everybody has most of their attention on. But like Noah said, two weeks from now is what matters the most. So specifically from both of y'all, and I'll let you know what mine is, what do you think the most entertaining Super Bowl will be? If you can just pick out of these two games, if you can just pick a winner out of Chiefs-Ravens, a winner out of the NFC Championship, Lions-Niners, and you can make your perfect Super Bowl matchup, which you'll be most excited to watch, Almost as excited as we are to watch this game at 3 o'clock. Which one would you go with? And for me, I think it's quite clear, and I'm not just saying this through my uh, my, my red-colored glasses as a Chiefs fan. Um, I would love to see Chiefs Niners again. I would love to see Patrick Mahomes go up against Kyle Shanahan again. I would love to see that Niners defense try and figure out a way to stop Mahomes in a way that they weren't able to do. And also, I would love to see Kyle Shanahan try to solve around Similarly to how he couldn't do with Jimmy Garoppolo a few years back, solve around getting past a Steve Steve Spagnuolo defense with a quarterback that is a little hamstrung because it's not like he's improved too much from Garoppolo to Purdy. I'd love to see what that chess match is like again. I think we've already seen some of the other matchups this year, and we saw what the Ravens can do to the Lions and the Niners pretty recently, and I think the most entertaining matchup and the one I would most be looking forward to seeing uh, come two Sundays from now would be Chiefs and Niners. Yeah, that's a homer take for sure. Ah, nobody, yeah. We've seen it. We've seen that story. We, that, was, we, that was a different team. We've seen a different that time. story. So we want to see, let Lamar Jackson get on the big stage. Okay. Uh, that, that First off, they have to, that has to be, if you had to pick what's best for everybody, and I know, you know, you have personal interest, but <laughs> best for everybody is As to I see. I rock my chief shirt here. Yeah, we've we seen it. Yeah. Okay, we got enough of it. I saw it last year. I saw Patty Mahomes and all his breakaway and little scrambles and all that stuff. He runs like a toddler. Yeah. But <laughs> he does run weird. He does. So it's, no, all purpose, guys. I, it's Lamar Jackson. And then I, I think the other story, I, you know, San Fran, San Fran, and played her style. But, you know, I think there's a great story out of Detroit. Mm. And 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 uh, it, they do things a different way. And, and I haven't bought into it. I hadn't bought into it all season. But uh, what Campbell's been able to do over there – I refer to him as a hype coach always, where you get the guys to run through a brick wall. And I only thought that would take you so far. He's shown that it could take you really far. So if it were Detroit matched up with uh, Lamar Jackson, I think you'd have a good uh, a good balance of um, of gritty football and a little bit of flash. I think that'd be exciting. That's right. So the complete opposite of me. Um, yeah. J-Mark, so you can break the tie. I think 
Theo, if we're looking at it from a perspective of TV ratings, I think your answer is by far what would get the most ratings. Well, thank you. Thank you. Maybe not by far because the Super Bowl is going to crush yeah, yeah, no yeah. matter what. However, I, I, I was going to say the exact thing that Noah did. Mm. If for my money, great I want to see Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl. I love Lamar Jackson. I want to see him in the Super Bowl. They're a great team. They've proved it all year long. And the Lions, like, yes, the history is amazing. But, like, if you watched the game last week, it felt like there was something special happening on that team. Mm. They feel like they could be a team of destiny, if you want to say that kind of thing. I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think they have a very good shot at winning today. So, I, and I think Ravens, uh, Ravens-Lions. Is what I would want to see. Okay, I got you. I mean, and honestly, I, I can't. It, at this at this point in the season, we know we're getting. We have four of the best teams in the league. We know we're going to get two of the best teams standing at the end of it, and it's going to be entertaining. We're all going to watch, no matter who's there. Um, but you know, I think the NFL also would agree they would love to have Taylor Swift in the box for the Super Bowl. Hundred percent, they would. Um, well, you could get Detroit, and then you have Eminem. And Taylor Swift go head to head like some oh, kind of battle, like a rap battle. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know who I'll put my money on in that one. That's a tough one because you yeah. know rap battle is all about crowd support as well. Right. And Taylor Swift is going to have tough. a lot of the that's ladies tough, rooting yeah. for, her, and that's going to be it's hard to overcome that. Chiefs Lions would be interesting though. I mean, yeah, we saw it. that was the opening week. We saw that without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, and it came down to, to the last possession uh, game. You think the fans are tired of Patty Mahomes? In there, I mean, at some point, I, I, I know that that happened at some point yeah. with Tom Brady. If you were if you were a Patriots fan, you loved it. You loved course, it. Yeah. You're there every year, and you're kicking everybody's butt. You think Kansas City falls into that team where everybody's going to start like, okay, enough of this? It's already happened. Okay, it's already happened. It, 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 I think this year there was a bit of a tipping point following that Super Bowl win. A lot of people wanted Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to get it. And for Mahomes to feel inevitable and do that, and then for him to also get through Josh Allen this past week, there has been a huge, it feels like a seismic shift against the Chiefs. Um, but then again, I'm wearing a Chiefs shirt. So maybe I'm just stuck <laughs> in my own. I won't, not look, maybe, not I won't, maybe. I won't, I won't, but look, 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 if, if you want a, a good show, obviously we're going to have some good games tonight. Yeah. Um, By the way, it's kind of a ridiculous argument that you're making that people are hating on the Chiefs when – the reality is that Taylor Swift has brought more Chiefs fans yeah. than Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and anybody else you want to throw in I there mean, combined. More specifically, NFL fans of other teams at this point have started to turn more on, on the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and that, I don't think that's even, a, again, that's a more objectively speaking. I don't know if how y'all have seen it or felt it, but it has felt that way. And I think Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have played more into the Chiefs becoming villains than them being loved and appreciated. Because the ones that came on board post-Kelsey Swift, they weren't necessarily huge NFL fans beforehand. So they're not, they weren't in the True. NFL conversations and debates that you see all the toxicity you see on Twitter and whatnot versus, like, you know, fans of other – like, Bengals fans can't stand the Chiefs, obviously. Bills fans can't stand the Chiefs. I think – how do you feel Eagles fans feel towards the Chiefs these days? What do you think? All right. So, <laughs> there, it feels – we, right, we have conflict, like like uh, my guys in the in the press box, yes, or in the box with Taylor Swift and yeah. the family, and he's got his shirt off and he's running into the stands. And, that was but, awesome. You know, this guy's my god. 
and yeah. and here he is. He's he's hanging out with Taylor Swift and yeah, you Chiefs know. hat on the whole time. Yeah, it's it's uh, I, I'm a, I'm a mess with this whole thing. Uh, well, but you got to give him a pass too. It is his blood. This is blood. I agree this with actual that too. Blood. Well, who else is he going to root for? Yeah, he, and your guy lit up the whole place, man. Like he he he, gotta, he, he made more news in. than anybody. He got a jump. He was in. bigger awesome. star, Travis or Jason. <sighs> Travis. Travis no. is a bigger star, but I think Jay, it's because of Not the position football. he plays. I'm saying. Like off the field star. The whole entire package. No, football no, and Travis Kelsey field. is. Travis Kelsey's in every other commercial and he hosts this Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I don't think it's but, a debate. But people, man of the, if you ask who's man more, of the year, who's Travis more Kelsey? beloved. Jason Kelsey? Who's more beloved, yeah. If you ask me who's more beloved, right. I would say Jason because I think people like adore that guy yes. in a different way. He's like, jolly. He, he also – his Q rating is much higher because who has a negative thing to say about Jason Kelsey? Well, he's one of those people that you, you equate with the city that he plays for. Yeah. Like, he is Philly. Like, like he, look he what just, he did for us. He takes his shirt off at the Chiefs, and he's, he's a bigger guy, a yeah, early yeah. guy. Like, this week, my wife's like, you're my Jason Kelsey. She told me that. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, now I can put on, if I put on another 20, 30 pounds, it don't matter. I'm that guy. Jason Kelly's doing a lot for manhood. Yes. A I'm, ton. I'm is that the greatest bro. compliment you've, you've heard? It's the probably the nicest thing she's ever said. Wow. Wow. Okay, more on that. Then I need to hear the <laughs> nicest thing you've ever heard, J-Mart. Um, when we come back here, if you want to have a great show, obviously we got some good games tonight. Uh, well, in about a week's time, Harland Williams. Harlan Williams, the comedian and actor. Hilarious. This Hul- guy is funny from the movies back in, and he's in our wheelhouse, Sean Half Baked. Yeah. I, I probably watched that a thousand times. A legend. I, I've seen him. I've seen his stand up before. He's brilliant. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, if you love him that much, you're going to want to be here Friday, February 2nd, or Saturday, February 3rd. That's next weekend, the comedian and actor, Harlan Williams. He's hilarious. You've heard it from Noah Carbone. You heard it from Jay Mart. Door's going to open at 6 30. Show starts at 8. Again, it's this coming Friday. And Saturday, Harlan Williams is going to be live in the Paddock Restaurant here at the PBKC. For tickets, visit our website at pbkennelclub.com or visit or call 561-683-2222. Uh, we're going to talk predictions. We're going to talk maybe even, you know, what's the second greatest compliment you can get other than being called someone's Jason Kelsey <laughs> when we come back here on the second floor of the PBKC. <laughs> it's the Sports Card Show on ESPN 106.3. Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. You know, I was thinking about it during the break here, um, and we were talking about biggest compliments we've gotten, potentially biggest compliments you've gotten from your significant other, uh, Nor Carbone, huge lifetime Eagles fan. Right, I got it this week. You got it this week, right. and it I'm was her Jason Kelsey. You're and, my, it's my Jason Kelsey, and that's amazing. And then I thought about it. Mine is actually Jason Kelsey related as well. Okay. So when Jason Kelsey had his, his shirt off in the press box moment and, and all of that happened, we talked about, I think he got on the podcast afterwards to talk about how he embarrassed his wife. Mm-hmm. And there was a conversation at ESPN West Palm the next day and they asked, hey, Theo, what's the biggest moment you've embarrassed Ashley, your fiance? What's the biggest thing you've done to embarrass her? And I was like, I don't know. So that day I went home <laughs> and I asked her, I said, hey, What's the biggest moment or biggest time I've ever embarrassed you in public with friends or anything like that? And we sat there. 30 seconds went by. A minute went by. We're thinking. She came up with nothing. And I thought to myself, the biggest compliment I've gotten from her is I've never embarrassed her. I've never embarrassed her. Are you her. doing it right if you're and, not embarrassed? I don't think, yeah. I don't, I'm taking it the other way, bro. That's a good question. But 
I, I do a lot. I, I'm an outside-of-the-box guy. I'm an entertainer at heart. So I, She I'm, had to be embarrassed of you when her dad took you for a bunch of money. Well, that was Remember? that. Yeah. Remember, he, they played you. I was embarrassed. I don't know if she was even she, – she might have been embarrassed. You're right. <laughs> My, uh, and for those that don't know, we told this story about almost a year ago at this point. It was following Christmas last year. Uh, or following Thanksgiving last year, I was at my, my in-laws' house, and they lured me into a $100 poker game. And the second table, I think, I think the second hand was 150 I got out by then, um, in which I, I think they drained my pockets in a matter of, like, 30 minutes tops. <laughs> Are you retired, or did you repeat that behavior this season? Uh, you know what's funny? Season? I went back this past Thanksgiving, and right. you guys will be proud of me. I beat them. You did? Nice. I beat him. I took all his chips, but this time we didn't wager. I was too <laughs> I was too afraid to wager. That's a that's the longest running gimmick in the I in the know. game. They were setting you I up. They setting you up. You're like, you know what, you did so well last time, let's play for double. Yeah, we so we played <laughs> this time around and, and it, it lasted two days also. We played well into the night and then we had to get back at it the next day and it ended with me forcing him to go all in and I forgot what I took him with, but I got him. I got him. You played right. for two days and there's no for money. free. What is happening? Oh, uh, guys, I was proud, and you guys are trying to steal my joy. <laughs> All right, so what you need to do now? We need to focus on embarrassing your wife at yes. the next FAU yes. game or wherever Good you call. go. Just tear your shirt tear off. My shirt off. Yeah. Stand up. Get the biggest beer you can and chug it down. <laughs> to let us know how that goes. Everybody okay. will love it. Okay, I do just need to like work on they that. Did Jason Kelsey. Yes, I need to work on my <laughs> my biggest embarrassment story. I'll uh, I'll workshop some things. That's a good one at the FAU game. It might work out. Um, Cause she loves the owls. She loves Owlsley the mascot. So if I embarrass her in front of Owlsley the mascot, that might uh, that might steal the thunder. Um, I do want to get to our predictions here because we have two games coming up, two big games coming up. Um, let's start with the first one. Um, can I get that? Can I get some NFL sound, side guy Cyrus Whitty? Back in the stew. Oh, there it is. This oh, is man. probably the best one. This puts you in the mode. Oh, when, it, when you're you mode. like, this brings me back. I'm at 19. I'm like watching the highlights. Yes. And, and uh, uh, NFL films music is ooh. the best. Oh, come on. Well, let's get right to it. We got the three seeded Chiefs at the one seeded Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens, a three and a half point favorite at home in the AFC Championship. The Ravens this season have had the most sacks of all the teams with 60. The Chiefs this year, when Mahomes has been taken down three or more times, one and three. Chiefs, Ravens in Baltimore. Noah, who you got? I got the Chiefs. And, and, and if, I, I think the problem for the for Baltimore is going to be Spags and, and the different stuff he throws at you. He's going to throw different stuff at Lamar, and Lamar's going to have to break that down fast. Yeah. He hasn't shown to do that. Um, sometimes when he gets these, these uh, dynamic defenses – um, in his face, he, he sometimes presses a little bit, and I'm concerned that that might happen today. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs in a close one. And I also think that uh, Patty, with some of his his feet, are going to do a little more work than Lamar. They're more important today, him getting away and, and extending plays, which he does better and as good as anybody in the game. Love it. Noah's got the Chiefs. Jay Mar, what say? I think Lamar is going to have a big game, and I, I, think, the, the, I think they're going to pull it out. Give me the Ravens. We got Chiefs for Noah, Ravens for for tiebreaker. I think I'll go with the Chiefs. <laughs> I think I'll go <laughs> Tell with us the why. And it's because I'm wearing. Because they've been through the fire this yeah, year. Yeah, come on, right. They've been through the struggle. Six straight AFC Yeah, they're battle-tested Chiefs. <laughs> the Adversity. Only, the only team in NFL history to win two consecutive games in playoffs in six straight years. The Kansas City Chiefs do it again. Make it to the Super Bowl. Shout out to Cy Whittick, uh, the longest tenured Chiefs fan at ESPN West Palm was producing for us back in the studio. That's for us, baby. I'm a uh, second longest tenured, and it's a close gap.
It's close. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Let's get to the second game of the day, the 6.30 kickoff, the NFC Championship game, the Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are seven-point favorites. This game you can catch on Fox, or you can come here to the PPKC and catch it on the mini TVs here. Um, Niners favored by seven at home against the Lions. The Niners lead the league in yards after catch at just under 100. The Lions lead the league in yards allowed after catch in just under 70. All right, strength versus strength. Know who you're going with in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I think uh, I think San Fran is going to go ahead and edge out Detroit. I, I think that um, they get the ball out too quick, kind of like you're saying. And I think that if they if they're not you know if they're not dropping back and trying to bomb it down the field, which they don't, I don't think Detroit can get to them. And I, I think they're they're playmakers. They have skill position guys everywhere that are insane. The linebackers are insane. They play so fast. I I do have concerns of Dan Campbell and, and some of his gambling tendencies. I love gambling, but not, yeah. <laughs> not on a football field. But uh, it, some of his tendencies are a little bit scary, uh, and and I think it's going to come down to one of those calls, whether he uh, a fake punt or going for it on fourth in a spot, and I think something like that might be the, uh, the deciding factor. Um, Shanahan, one of the more conservative play callers and coaches. Campbell, like you said, one of the riskier ones. J. Mark, he's got the Niners. Who you got? I picked the Niners to win it all before the playoffs. Mm. But something special is brewing uh -oh, in dates. Uh -oh. Why? I'm going with them, baby. Give me the Detroit Lions to win it. And I put my money where my mouth is. I bet them on the money line, baby. Let's go Lions. Oh, man. Oh, man. And you know what? If you're looking to bet on the money line, you need to pull up to the PBKC or go to pbkennelclub.com. Hard Rock Bet PB Kennel Club. No regret first bet up to $100, pbkennelclub.com to place your bets. Uh, you could be just like J-Mart. Maybe you lean that way. I'm going to go with the Niners here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go experience here. Uh, you got a coach in Kyle Shanahan who has been to this stage or, play, or coached on this level so many different times, whether it be as an OC or a head coach. Brock Purdy, I, I don't have a lot of faith in him, but I have so much faith in those weapons. Debo Samuel will be healthy. Um, Christian McCaffrey is the best player in that game. They're great in every facet. Yeah, give me the they Niners. They really are. Give me the Niners. And also, give me Fred Warner uh, creating hell He's on defense. He's a nightmare. Yeah. He's an absolute nightmare. Him and Dre, Dre Greenlaw cover so much ground over the middle of the field, and that's where golf likes to operate. Um, I think the Niners cause some problems. But if golf can overcome that again, I think he could be the biggest mover this weekend. Um, those are our picks. So we got... Some Niners picks. We got some some Chiefs picks, or at least one for me. Um, and we're going to have some exciting. Oh, yeah, you picked the Chiefs at the end of the day, Noah. Thank as you. much as I don't want to, I I, <laughs> I think that Patty Mahomes and him extending plays it, from a from a opponent standpoint is the most frustrating thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be um, – it, it's going to – at least – at the very least, we're going to be fun. Which game are you looking most forward to then? Is it obvious? Is it the Chiefs-Ravens one? Or is there any interest at all – in that Niners-Lions one because of the newness of those teams making it to the stage. No, it's the flash and dash that, yeah. that show we're going to see with two, arguably, two of the best quarterbacks in the league uh, going at 3 o'clock. Agreed, but go Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Still riding with those guys out of Detroit. And, you know, one thing that I do think goes goes well for the Lions is, is for them, if, if they're able to have that, again, that magic you talked about, um, in Detroit right now, if they really ride that team of destiny and believe in their coach, I can see some some stuff happening out there. 
That Niners team just looks right. too good. So on the way home, you'll throw on your Eminem CD, and he'll throw on his Taylor Swift. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Cue whatever Taylor Swift song there is that people are playing these days. Uh, that's going to be it for the PBKC Sports Card Show. The next time we're back here, April 28th. April 28th for the next PBKC Sports Card Show. Mark it down. It's a Sunday, the last Sunday of April. And next time you can join us here on the second floor. But you still got time today. Free parking, free admission, and they'll be here until about 3, and you can watch those games on the big TVs. That's going to do it. Thank you so much, Noah Carbone. Thank you, Cat. Thank you, Cyrus Whittig back in the studio. And, J-Mark, you're the greatest. It was a big Teddy takeover. Go Chiefs. <laughs> Peace out.